You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Well, gals, today we are going to be joined by Judy Slaughter. So Judy, thank you so much for coming on. You've done this many times with us, and every single time, it is just such a joy. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I love this. And gals, whenever Judy comes on, those are probably the ones we get the most messages where people are just like, I could just sit and talk to Judy. (laughs) And that's one of the things I love about the podcast so much is that I really do hope that it feels and sounds like you guys are just here with us getting to have a little conversation. So the last time Judy came on, now I guess I should back up because maybe you're brand new to the podcast. So Judy, just tell us just a quick 30 seconds who you are, and what you do here at Athey, just in case somebody's new. Well, I am a woman who loves the Lord, and I have the privilege of being on staff at Athey, working with the women, both in the counseling ministry as well as in what is called discipleship, which really is more of what I call the Titus II ministry, Mm -hmm. and have been here for, it'll be 18 years next month, and have just loved the privilege of being able to be here. Love what I do. Yeah. It's so great. And if you haven't heard the other episodes that I've done with Judy, we've done a couple. So go back and listen, because then you'll get to get a little bit more of her story and how she came to women's ministry, the similarities that she and I have with all of that. But today, what we're going to talk about this was Judy's idea, gals. This was Judy's idea. The last podcast we did was a few months back. And she said, and she even said, she didn't even plan on saying this. She was like, I don't really know. But she's like, you know what? It would be great to talk about getting old. (laughs) I was like, yes, let's talk about this. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about, and I'm really wanting to just hear what you want to tell to the younger even the younger. Is that that a word? (laughs) So we're talking, but all the stages of life, because you've gotten to disciple and minister to women of all ages, really, including grandkiddos. You've raised your own kids. You've kind of touched every demographic that we've got here. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to say to the younger, but then also to the gals that are in a similar age bracket to you and what you would tell them. So start us off. What would you say? What is this whole getting older thing? Well, glad you asked, (laughs) and I can hardly wait to hear what I'm going to say. Actually, the thing that I have discovered that has been kind of a surprise to me is what getting old feels like, Mm. because I think when you're a lot younger, you picture that as you get old, you're just going to start really feeling old, you're going to be thinking in old, old ways. And I think one of the things that has surprised me, but I think it's also very related to what I do, is that none of that has happened to me. Mm. And that doesn't mean that I haven't felt the restrictions of being older, the bodily restrictions, you know, the different challenges physically. But at the same time, the thing that always surprises me is that in my head, I still feel young. Mm. And I remember my mother saying that to me once when she was probably, (laughs) she was a young thing. She was only in her 70s probably when she said this. But she said that one day, it was in the morning, and she said she just woke up and she was feeling great. And she was washing her face in the sink and 
just thinking of how good she felt. And as she's drying her face, she looks into the mirror and she says to the mirror, how did a young thing like you get in an old body like that? (laughs) (laughs) And so kind of that's the way aging has been for me. It's like you're not really keenly aware of it. Hmm. But again, my daughters both tease me and say part of that is because all of my friends, people I consider my peers Mm. even, are people your age, Mm. Becca's age, the women's ministry in general, the staff at Athey. We have a young staff by and large. From my perspective, you're all my peers. (laughs) And so I think that really helps me have this thought that where you are is where I am, Mm. and yet it isn't the truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the thing that I would say also is that I love the fact that the Lord has allowed me and that our pastor has agreed with this, and that is that I could still be working. And I am so grateful for that because I truly love what I do. Mm. I love being with women. I love counseling. It's amazing to me that that never grows old. Mm. And I always consider it an incredible privilege to be able to come alongside people who are hurting, people who are going through challenges. And sometimes it's not necessarily hurting. It might be just being in a place in life that they're saying, I don't know what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do, you know, or it can be a younger person in a relationship and she's wondering about that. And and it's just a privilege, you know. So that's something that I get to do and I love doing it. And I think that in large part is why I just love my life, Mm. you know. We often, when we think about Titus 2 in that passage where it talks about the Mm -hmm. older teaching the younger, Mm And I am sure it's not an original phrase to us, but we say a lot, there are certain things that are caught and not taught. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, whether I've just been able to sit with you and I've been on the receiving end and I've been the one on, Mm -hmm. you know, in the chair tearing Mm -hmm. up and, you know, in a difficult time or, or if I've been on top of the world and been joyful and all of those things and you've been receiving that. One of the things that I have caught from your demeanor and the graciousness within, I want to say, within the aging part is that sometimes gals or anybody that is in, like I've lived a lot of life, I have so many, you know, they have a lot of wisdom to impart, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they can come off sometimes as almost like I need to teach you some things. Right. Well, we do have a lot to learn, but I don't know what it is, how you've been able to do this. So if you have any secrets, feel free to pass it along. But you never make us feel like in any way condescended or in any way like you're just so silly that you don't understand this. And let me tell you about all these things that you need to be knowing. I don't know if this is making sense, but I just always feel like there's this graciousness that Becca's sitting here with me, Olivia, she's also here. And we all want to kind of be Judy when we grow up. (laughs) See, they're all nodding if you guys could see. And I think that graciousness with aging has Mm. been something you have done beautifully. And I know you're going to say, this is just a gift that the Lord has done. Uh. But I don't know, what advice would you give to people that are even my age that Mm. want to still serve the Lord, hopefully 
So we're well into our 80s mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you tell us to do right now where we're at? I don't know. I think being others oriented is huge. Mm. I really do. And again, the kind of ministry I'm in, that's all it's about. It's about the people I'm going to be meeting with today, the people I'm counseling. When I meet with a person, it's not, let me tell you about me. If anything, in fact, that is my prayer, is that I would be a very active listener, Mm -hmm. that I'm not there to proclaim. And I think that is one of the things that, for me, I've always been aware of, and that is when I go into a meeting with a woman for counseling, there's absolutely no sense of I'm listening to her problem thinking, oh, let me tell you, this is what we apply to this problem. You know, Mm -hmm. there is none of that. And in fact, my prayer at the beginning of every session is that we would both acknowledge the presence of the Lord with us. Mm. You know, He is the one who has brought us together. He has a plan for that time that we're together. And so the whole thought is to yield the time to Him asking him to direct it. She may have come to this meeting with things that she was going to speak about. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a woman halfway into it saying, I can't believe we're even talking about this. This Mm -hmm. wasn't my plan. And that is where I think, no, it was what the Lord knew needed to be talked about today. Mm -hmm. And so we yield the time to him. And then again, I have no thought of, well, this is what I say, or this is what I'm going to say now, it's that the Lord brings a scripture to mind. He brings perhaps an illustration to mind, but always, and that's part of the joy of what I get to do, it's from my part drawing near to the Lord Mm -hmm. and prayerfully being aware of His direction in that session. What does He want me to say? What would He have me to share? and being in tune with him. And so I think that that is what helps. And always, again, and this is, I've just looked at, this is from the Lord in terms of just interaction with younger women in general. And I've shared this earlier, and that is that from being a woman who didn't even like women, the (laughs) Lord has given me such a love for women. To me, that's like our inside joke, you know, because yep. I truly love women and love coming alongside them. I remember once being up in Massachusetts, I was going to visit someone and I was going to meet her in this little town. And so it was a little New England town square. It had a church that played hymns with the bells. I mean, it was a wonderful mm. place. So I'm sitting there waiting for her arrival, and I see across the way a young mom with a baby carriage. And I had this compulsion, and I had to actually pray, saying, so Lord, would it be okay? All I wanted to do was go sit beside her and see if there'd be a way I could encourage her. I mean, truly. And I decided, yes, I could do it. The Lord told me I could. I felt he did. And as I'm walking across thinking, this is too funny, Mm. that all I want to do is go visit with this woman. And I knew that was from the Lord. But I just felt 
If I could just speak some encouraging word to her, who knows what her day has been like, mm. you know, what her world is like, but all of that is from the Lord. And so when I do meet with younger women, I mean, never have I felt in the church setting, never have I felt that I had some position. Mm. It's always been just a relational experience with them. And I have felt a true affection for them, a true fondness for them. And I think the Lord just allows that to be communicated, and they know it. And so it's just a sweet relationship, mm -hmm. you know, as I say, in the church setting. In the world, even though I would say for the most part, I feel an easy relationship with women who are not necessarily in the church setting. There is a different way that people look at older people mm. out in the world. And that is something you do hear when you're talking to older people. And it was something I did notice. And I remember when I noticed it thinking, oh, I've heard about this before. Mm. And that is that, and again, in the world setting, elderly people become invisible. Hmm. So they might be waiting at a counter, and it's like they're not even there. Hmm. And it's a very strange thing. And I remember when I had heard about it thinking, huh, that's strange. But then when I experienced it, it was, oh, this is what they're talking about. And so to me, that is hurtful for an older person who maybe the world is their world. Whereas in a church setting, and at least at Athey for sure, when I go to church, I absolutely love all that's going on around me. Mm -hmm. I never, I mean, absolutely never feel old, ever. Mm -hmm. I never feel like anyone would ever talk down to me or any of that. You know, if anything, I feel like I'm pampered, but <laughs> in a very kind and a loving way, mm -hmm. you know. Hmm. So I would just say, Life in general, and that would be whether you're your age or my age, and that is if you're thinking about yourself, you're going to end up being miserable. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. Think about other people, and there'll always be something the Lord is going to perhaps impart to you to share with them or mm -hmm. use you in some way to brighten their day. Mm. That's the thing I always love to think of is when I go in a store or whatever and I see a clerk that I know is exhausted to be able to say some word to that clerk, you know, that might mm. just make them feel noticed. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just getting me out of the store, you're providing a service and I appreciate it. But I mean, to be able to say something, to yeah. acknowledge them. It's so amazingly refreshing. And I would say that that statement of just being focused on others, mm. that's actually refreshing in every single age group. But I think particularly younger gals and really moms, I'm going to say 40-somethings in there. I don't know if we can put that on a chart and go, which group is more right. focused on self right, right. now? Right, right. I really have been thinking about this a lot lately as it pertains to just even all the messages that are put out there of you're worthy of so much more. And it's always things that it's not that it's not true in the fact that biblically, as being an image bearer of God, you have 
infinite value Mm -hmm. in the Lord's Mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. So there's no question in that. But somehow they've taken something that really is a beautiful thing to think about your worth and value in the eyes of the Lord, and they've turned it into this very selfish, very focused on yourself Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things that we will hear from younger gals, younger moms, for example, is, and to me, it's not intended to be selfish, but it's part of their maturing process. And that is, you know, they have a baby who is needing them all the time, has no respect for nighttime, you know? (laughs) I mean, and a mother will say quite innocently, but when will I get me time? Mm -hmm. And that is, I will say, the one time that is hard for me to not react to because, and it's such a sad statement. I mean, truly, that is cultural. That was not seen in my generation. Mm. That is a fact. I mean, it never entered our minds when we had babies Mm -hmm. that there should be me time. That would not be just in the church. It was anywhere. I mean, it was just kind of accepted that this is what goes with having a baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And now it's amazing, and I I won't even comment on it as good or bad, because I don't know. But the thing that amazes me, and I would say any of the older Titus II moms, would be the help, the partnership that a husband and wife have now in parenting Mm -hmm. that, again, was not seen. I personally love the father involvement. I love the father involvement. But I have a little part of me that almost bristles when I feel that a mother is under the impression that the care for that child should be a Mm 50-50 thing. And so when he comes home from work, okay, my shift is over. Mm -hmm. And that is so foreign to my thinking Mm -hmm. and to what I truly believe is what the Lord designed. But that is like one of the topics that in Titus 2 visits, we generally kind of end up talking about. Because I would say that my Titus 2 gals who are I don't know how old my youngest one is, because the point is, you know, Elizabeth Elliot said her first Titus II woman was 15 years old, (laughs) and she was nine, you know. So it's not that you have to be old to be a Titus II. It's just being in a different place from a a woman who is younger, whether it's chronologically or spiritually, than you are. But I think my whole Titus II team would agree that That is one of the things that we see in the younger moms that I think has been influenced greatly by the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like these young moms need to be corrected as much as just kind of just steer them along, help them to recognize it is a privilege, it is an honor There is great worth. You were talking Mm -hmm. about the worth in the woman, you know. There's great worth in what God has called her to do. So that, from our perspective in Titus 2, is a joy. Mm -hmm. Because as women start to embrace what, yes, you know, another saying, it's the toughest job you'll ever love, you know. But getting women 
to embrace that and realize, yeah, you might be exhausted at the end of the day, but what you're doing has such worth, Mm -hmm. such value, Mm -hmm. not just in the now, but far, far from this time. What you're doing now is going to impact your children, impact everything, you know? It really does come back to where you started with saying that it's about others, mm-hmm. whether that other is yes. your toddler, right. whether that other is your spouse, whether yes. that other is a friend, yep. a sister. It sort of sounds like the easy answer, but I also know it's the hardest sometimes to take the eyes off of ourselves and put them on other people. We can point to lots of scriptures about considering others better Mm -hmm. than ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of scriptures Mm -hmm. that I see about me time. Exactly. And I know people hear that and like, well, what are you saying? I shouldn't take care of myself? That isn't what we said, (laughs) is it? And and you and I have talked about that. We're not talking about moms not and women in general, not eating right, not taking care of yourselves, not going for a walk. Those are not the things that we're saying. Exactly. And I think they know that, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's often an opportunity to turn it into this almost a, there's just a victim mentality Mm -hmm. of it, of, but you don't understand what I am going through. Mm -hmm. And each of those, whether it's that we feel like no one understands, or if it's that place where we're just completely exhausted and rightly so. Like you're not being overly yep. dramatic. Like yep. you're literally yep. exhausted. I still think back of the times when I was that level of exhaustion in a rocking chair, typically at 2 a.m. with the kiddo <laughs> that was not respecting the nighttime. Okay. And I really enjoy my sleep. And I remember thinking of this old, I think it was an old Stephen Curtis Chapman song from the 80s or 90s mm. or something that was, but it was a reminding of the scripture of his strength is perfect mm. when our strength is gone. Mm-hmm. And I used to sing that over and over in my mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, you know, actually sing it sometimes just in my mind. And even yesterday I was out working in the 90 degree heat and helping my mother-in-law almost feeling that level <laughs> of 2 a.m. exhaustion. <laughs> right. <laughs> And thinking that same scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm thinking of, of that is that could it be that the Lord actually is okay with us getting to that level of exhaustion? Amen. Because then what do we do? Well, hopefully we start thinking the, the truth of that, mm-hmm. that word of yeah. that it is the Lord that is going to help you take that next mm-hmm, step. Mm-hmm. Not you, not it the next self help. Yes, it's that's his made strength. perfect in our weakness. That's what I have always loved. So if we're strong all the time, that's not going to work out so well. (laughs) Exactly. And the thing is too, I mean, and I'm sure every single mother has memories. I know I surely do. I can remember clearly being on the couch, and this was in the daytime, but being on the couch crying just from sheer exhaustion Mm -hmm. and truly wondering, how am I going to get through the rest of this day? But that's really okay. It's all right to feel that way. She's smiling while she says that, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that is actually foreign to us to yes. think about that we can think about that level of exhaustion. Right. The world says, oh, man, yes. you need to take yes. a vacation. You need yes. to go to the spa. You need to do something. Yes. But you're smiling, going, that's oh, right. this is actually a good thing. Exactly. And I actually draw on that memory that I've shared with women who are in that place that they're just so exhausted. And I will say that to them. I'll say, hey, I can recall. And then they look at me like, oh, really? You know. And they're seeing I did survive. And it is something that absolutely the Lord will give us the strength we need 
to do the next thing. I just love him for that. However, just to get back a little bit on being self-oriented, we've gotten lots of mileage out of Pastor Brett joking about me, you know, and he was talking self. about the, the yeah, self, <laughs> you know, and getting the selfies, you know, yeah. and truly, because every person who heard that just roared at the time they heard it, mm-hmm. but it also resonated as being true, mm-hmm. you know, that we are very, very caught up in self, in our culture, and yet that's where, again, I thank you that as Christians, we are constantly being bathed in the truth, thinking of others as more important than ourselves. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a bit of discipline that we need to really mm-hmm. first observe the things that are in the culture and all around you that are really promoting those messages right. that you are more important than anybody mm-hmm. else in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just what is out there. It's in music, it's in movies, it's in big things and small things, and it's just kind of everywhere. And it's right. really targeted at women, right. I think, especially. I agree. So watch that, you know, mm-hmm. actually capture that thought and go, oh, no, I, I see what you're doing, Satan. I see what we're up to over there. And then, like you're saying, steer that back. Yep. Maybe we, one of the things we're taking away from just chatting about this is that one of the really great secrets, if you will, of aging is focusing on other people. Mm-hmm. And I would also say one of the things that, again, culturally are in the world, today is a time when, as women get older, they think, hey, now I have the empty nest. Mm-hmm. Now I can just do what I want to do. You know, mm. You know. should I go back to school and get another degree or should I finish my degree or should I get in my motorhome and go cross country, you know, and wave goodbye to my daughter who's just going to have a baby in mm. six months, you know. And the thing that I always make a plea for would be that those women would recognize a whole new part in their lives is opening up, and that is the opportunity to be an involved grandmother. Mm. And truly, it seems crazy to even say it, but there are women who don't recognize the gift that is involved in being an active, involved grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it's precious. Mm -hmm. And I've heard women say things like, I mean, it kind of, it's hard to even say it, but I've heard them say, hey, I raised my own kids. Now it's their turn. I'm not going to be their babysitter. And I'm thinking, oh, be their babysitter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't miss out on that. That used to be one of the joys of my life when my grandchildren were little was who have the privilege of being their babysitter. Mm -hmm. And I remember I'd go, at that time, my son-in-law, Chris, and I worked in the same church, and I would go into his office around 4 o'clock and say, hey, you you want to take Melinda out for dinner tonight? And he'd say, does that mean you're going to babysit? And I said, yes. But it was a joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was something I loved to do. My grandchildren knew I loved to be with them. We had wonderful, wonderful times together. I would have what I've called a Camp Grammy. And in fact, my daughter Kim right now is having Camp Wood. She's having (laughs) her two grandsons for the week at their home. 
But I would have all of my grandkids together for a week, and we would just have the best time. And I have promoted that with more Mm -hmm. older, and not, again, not old women, but women who are old enough to be a grandmother. I have promoted taste and see how wonderful it is, Mm -hmm. because it is a privilege, it is a joy, and what a shame that a woman would miss what I believe the Lord gives you is just, it's like that delicious finishing touch Mm. to motherhood. Mm -hmm. It's being involved. It's loving them. It's having the privilege of sharing about the Lord with them without all the responsibility that goes with parenting. Mm -hmm. You know, the end of the day does come or the end of the week, if it's a camp, you know, that they do go back. But at the same time, I remember in the having Camp Grammy, it was just a sweet time to see each one of them growing in the Lord, you know, singing praise songs together, just having wonderful, wonderful times together. I remember one of my grandsons, I think it was Andrew, and he might have been around three. And I had said something about, well, I think the Lord told me this. And he said, Grammy, how do you hear the Lord? Mm. And so I said to him, well, Andrew, I said, you know, I think he puts his words in our heart. And he looks at me and he says, but how do you get them out of your heart? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what, I mean, but those are the little things with young children that you, you come to treasure. You know, and huge things that they're that they're learning from. Yes, you. and for my kiddos, they have been really blessed with amazing grandparents. And right. I think of Chris's mom, who was just very intentional about doing dioramas. Okay, <laughs> every second, third grade, and fourth grade mom out there is going. I've done so many grasshopper and <laughs> ant and eagle dioramas, but that was something that she would always take that on. And do that with the kids. It was like her project that she would do. But as someone that is also just loves the Lord, she was always taking the time to point Mm -hmm. out things that this says about the Lord and the things that about creation. And my kids have, you know, now they're on the older end and they've they've enjoyed that. You bet. And their relationship with her is amazing. Yes. And I pray and hope that as they get older, they will want to have that same level of impact and influence exactly. with younger generations. And yes. I actually, I think they have, you know, my kiddos enjoy serving in the grade school or the three-year-old class. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of think some of that came mm-hmm. from grandma, mm-hmm. seeing that older kind of pouring into the younger. I think that's where some of that comes from. So it is something that just kind of perpetually can feed. Mm -hmm. But back when you said the the comment about that gals will say, well, I raised my kids, it's not my turn. If you kind of poke at that a little bit, well, what's behind that? Right. It's me again. Exactly right. Exactly (laughs) right. The whole self has raised its ugly head once again, where we feel like, surely I must be entitled to something Mm -hmm. at this point because Mm -hmm. I have done whatever. Right, right. But that's, again, you're going to have a hard time finding scripture that supports that. Exactly right. So let me switch just a little bit and ask for what kinds of things would you say to empty nesters or maybe somebody who doesn't even have, maybe they didn't have kiddos, but they're retired. They don't have a job that they're going to every day. You know, what kinds of things would you encourage those gals to be doing? That's a great question. And I think what I would say 
would be to really don't sit and talk to yourself about this. There's that self again. You know, talk to the Lord. Ask him, so what would you have for me, Lord? Mm -hmm. Because maybe it's going to be an area of your gifting. Say, for example, you love to paint. And it might be you're going to use that gifting to bless others, maybe offer to have painting classes for some young moms. I mean, because I haven't been in that situation, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard for me to fill in the blank except to know that God knows what he wants to do with your life. Mm-hmm. And he wants to use your life. If you're still on this earth, he has purpose for you. He has a plan for you. And it's to tap into what his plan is. We have women who will meet with us at church for that very reason, saying, well, I really just don't know what to do right now. And maybe they are the type of woman who would love to be on the Titus II team. If so, they join us. Or maybe it's a woman who says that they would rather volunteer in some other capacity. We have so many volunteers at Athey. But you see people who are serving coffee, who are just greeting, who are just there. I'm always blessed. And this is an ageless thing where I see women at the end of a service and guys too with their little Dysons and they're cleaning up because they want the church to be all nice and tidy for the next service, which is in 20 minutes. You right, know? Right. But I mean, you just see these people and you think, how neat is that? Yeah. You know? And then even just coming alongside, asking the Lord. I remember one woman telling me years ago that when she went to church, she hadn't been able to go to church for many years because of a sick husband. And when she went back to church, she said she'd sit all by herself. Mm-hmm. And it made her not even want to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so she was kind of complaining about it to the Lord, saying, well, when I go, no one sits with me. And he told her, you go to church and you look for the woman who's sitting alone, and you go sit with her. That changed everything. And that is exactly what she did. And so, I mean, to me, when we talk to the Lord about those kinds of things, He will answer Mm -hmm. us. He will put those things on our heart. She was an exceedingly shy woman. So what he was asking her to do was not easy, but because she loved the Lord and she really sensed that's what he told Mm -hmm. her to do, she did it. And then she ended up being a woman who was used greatly Mm -hmm. in women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And I've told stories about her to the younger women for 30 years, Mm. you know, but to just believe that if you're on this earth, the Lord has purpose. And what is it? It's going to probably be so natural that you're going to be amazed by it. Mm. It's going to be that simple for you. It's not going to be some brand new taxing thing. It'll probably be something that you'll think this Maybe it's going to be baking. Maybe it's going to be visiting other older people. Mm -hmm. But 
I do know the Lord wants to use us, and He promises He'll use us, mm-hmm. you know, so. Boy, I sure love that answer, because I confess that I find if somebody comes up to me after speaking, and, and, and you know, they'll they'll say, boy, I sure want to get plugged in. Where should I go? Uh-huh. My brain starts going, oh, okay, well, I need to think of something, and I need to like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe you should contact this person and this person. <clears throat> but what you're saying, that is exactly the answer. Mm-hmm. Well, have you asked the Lord what you should right, do? right, right. Because it's the Lord that knows where that, that the Lord knows that person's giftings, that Lord knows yes. where he would even just mm-hmm. stretch her. Mm-hmm. I can vouch for that yep. happens too. But the Lord knows that. We don't. But we often get in the thing, I do, where I'm like, I got to give an answer. No, the Lord has that answer. And so I think for our gals that maybe they are in that place of, maybe they haven't come and sat with you or one of the tightest mm-hmm. too, but if they have that question of what should I be doing, mm-hmm. it's not an elusive question, but we do have to spend mm-hmm. some time with the Lord maybe to find it out. So with the growing older and some of the things that I continue to, I guess, catch from you and how you direct us as women is you're always pointing us to the Lord. Mm. And I do think that is something that uniquely every woman, we should always be Amen. in that place of mm-hmm. we're just, we mm-hmm. don't want to point people to our vast wisdom, but what mm-hmm. we want to point them back mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can do that whether mm-hmm. you're 15, mm-hmm. exactly. 25, 45, exactly. or yep. 82. Yep, yep. 83. <laughs> 83. 83 years yeah. young. But truly, I mean, it is such a joy. It truly is such a joy. And I'm not truly an extrovert, even though one might think I am. But I am a person by definition who would be more introverted. In Mm -hmm. other words, I am recharged by being alone. Mm -hmm. I love, I do not mind being alone at all. And yet, again, this is the flip that the Lord does, is that one would think and I have experienced it, that I am a total extrovert because I am so recharged by being with these women. And when I go to a woman's study or whatever, and I'll think to myself, if it's one of yours and it's in the evening, and if we'll be at the end of the day, and I'll be thinking to myself, oh, maybe I'll stream tonight because, you know, I've had a long day. Maybe I'll stream. And then I think, no, just go. And then I go and my daughter Melinda's having to say, "Mom, come on, we need to get get you going home." You know, and I'm not even wanting to leave because mm-hmm. it is so much fun to be with the younger women. Mm-hmm. Now that is the classic example of what is not me; it's what the Lord is doing, and I'm the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love feeling that way? Yeah, you know. So. Truly, I am the beneficiary of many, many blessings from the Lord because he has, as I say to him, I'm so grateful that I said yes to him all those years ago because I've, I said to him, um, this was fairly recently, I mean, by that in the last six months, that I, just, I was just thanking him for my life mm. and feeling so blessed, and it hit me. I said to the Lord, oh my goodness, what if I had said no Mm. to you, no to women's ministry? Mm. Look at all of the blessings I would have denied myself because literally my life has been blessing upon blessing 
because I trusted that the Lord knew what he had for me better than I did, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, yes, though I couldn't imagine it, but have been blessed beyond belief mm-hmm. as a result of it, you know? I think what I'll come away from this conversation, the two things is I think you've really pointed us to being just all about what others are. And it mm-hmm. really does remind me of what Jesus said, the greatest command was to love the Lord your God mm-hmm. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of the only time self comes up there, I guess, is Mm -hmm. that in the proportion to how we would love someone else. Right. I love that. But the other thing that you've just said here is just how being so thankful. Mm -hmm. You know, we're told Mm -hmm. that in everything, Mm -hmm. give thanks. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people are listening to this and maybe they don't know you, Judy, and they're thinking, well, you must have just had this amazing, blissful life where you never had any struggles and you mm. never had any difficulty. Maybe you you must have never had the health issues that I've had. Mm. But that isn't true either. Right. But the point is, is it's the in everything mm-hmm. with Thanksgiving. And we all get to do that. We can do that. And there's wisdom, I think, for us when we're thinking about that. As we wrap up, is there any scriptures that are just encouraging you that you want to leave well, gals with? Or? I would just say the main thing... I- Coming back to the idea of being old, you know, Mm. getting old, growing old, being old, is for me, the greatest blessing is knowing. In fact, I mean, I have a sheet here. I'm not going to read them. But there are so many scriptures, and I would challenge any older person listening to this, just go to your concordance. Look up old. Look up gray. There are multiple scriptures throughout the word, many in the Psalms but where God promises to bless us when we're old and gray. you know, He promises that he will carry us when we're gray, <laughs> that he will sustain us when we're old. You know, I mean, over and over. And it's, it's very, very sweet. But that is his promise. And I often think about the verse in James 4, you know, where it says, you don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. And the reality is, you and I, I'm talking to the older listener now, you Mm -hmm. and I don't even know what tomorrow brings. And I think that's why he tells us in Psalm 90, you know, teach us to number our days. We want to allow the Lord to use each day for his purpose. And right now, if you have any measure of health. Use it for the Lord's purpose in your life. What a gift it is if you have physical strength, physical health. And I thank God daily for the health he has given me. Mm -hmm. But if you have it, use it for his glory. What comes back for you more than makes up for anything you ever expend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a privilege to be able to serve the Lord. And the older I get, the greater the privilege. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would just challenge any older person listening to look up those scriptures, highlight them in your Bible, realize that way back David was calling out to the Lord and the Lord was speaking to him about promising to sustain him, and he will sustain you, and he will sustain me. Mm. I love that. I love you know? that. That, and then my last scripture, I probably share this all the time, is, but it's one of my favorites, and that's Psalm 139, 16, you know. 
In the NIV, it says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You and I, because we're old, we may think, for all I know, I won't even be here next week, you know, if we have that kind of an outlook. The truth is the Lord knows every day that you and I have left, and what a privilege, what a gift it is to be able to spend whatever days you and I have serving the Lord and bringing Him glory. Mm. Well, I think that's a perfect place to wrap up. Thank you so much, Judy. This has encouraged me. I hope, gals, this has encouraged you to serve the Lord with every day, every hour that you have focusing on others. I really, I'm just so thankful that not only that you took the time to let this play out on a podcast so that we can re-listen to this, but more importantly, you point us to the Lord who is the one who sustains us. So thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at apcreek.com.